Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series entitled, How Tech Informs Compliance to Create Business Efficiency. In this five-part podcast series, I had the chance to speak with the team at GAN, including Thomas Sehested, founder and CEO of GAN, Valerie Charles, Chief Strategy Officer of GAN, and Peter Chang, Head of Customer Service. GAN offers a one-stop shop for compliance technology. Before I interviewed them, I really had no idea that the platform was as comprehensive as it is. They have a truly connected platform that is transforming the way compliance teams function. GAN has an interesting story, having started as a compliance consultancy in Europe in 2004. During their work with global organizations, they realized there was an opportunity to create a new type of technology platform, and they have done just that. Today, GAN works with top companies across the globe and is growing rapidly. They're thinking about compliance in a whole new light, solving critical problems the industry has had for years. I enjoyed getting to know the GAN team better, and I hope you do too. For more information on GAN, check out their website, www.ganintegrity.com. Over this podcast series, we will consider how the effective use of technology can drive not only a more effective, operationalized compliance program, but make your business more efficient. Check out GAN's website, our sponsor for this podcast series, for more information. In this concluding part five, I visit with Valerie Charles, the Chief Strategy Officer at GAN Integrity, and she provides a bird's eye view of compliance, the compliance profession, and technology. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again for our another episode in how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency. Today, I have back with me Valerie Charles. She is the Chief Strategy Officer at GAN Integrity. And here we're going to take a look at really the bird's eye view of some of Valerie's observations. And Valerie, uh, uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks for having me, Tom. So let me just jump right into it by asking you, how can a chief compliance officer gain executive buy-in budget and prove the value of compliance within the overall enterprise organization? I think that executive buy-in, and really, I don't even know if it's always executive buy-in. I think it's buy-in from any of the players in the organization that, that need to be involved. So sometimes that's, you know, getting buy-in from, from the troops on the ground as well. I think there's almost nothing more important. And, you know, in my role, again, integrity, I have the unique ability to kind of see a lot of different enterprise organizations and how they're running their compliance team. And I think that the people who do it best are the people that really, really understand how what the changes they make affect the business. And the day-to-day jobs of everybody from, you know, ops people to sales folks to the marketing team. I really think that the talented compliance visionaries are the folks who sit around the table and really try to understand how the business flows and sort of how do you put these gates? How do you put these processes, procedures, and controls in places that will, you know, meet your goal of keeping everybody safe in the company, but doing it in a way that will slow down the the company and its revenue um, as little as possible. And I think if people understand that you are engaging in that activity, that you're having those conversations, that you're really trying to understand how changes that you make and requirements that you make in the compliance program 
is actually going to affect their day-to-day job and potentially slow down their job, um, you're, you'll get that support because at the end of the day, whatever the initiative is that you're, you're seeking to, to accomplish, if people feel like they were a part of it and they had a hand in it, it's going to be that much easier to get the budget to support it, and it's going to be that much easier to execute it in a way that's meaningful. So you really uh, led into what I wanted to explore with you next, uh, which is how can compliance teams better align themselves with the business goal? And you certainly talked about understanding the uh, how the process would work, how the flow would work. But how do you take that understanding that you might get through these meetings, through this, this visiting with the business teams, visiting with the other process unit owners within a corporation to really align yourself uh, directly with the business goals? So I think it's, I think it has to be a two-way street of information, right? I think that you have to educate your partners in finance, in sales, in marketing, in HR with what your goals are, but you also have to understand what their goals are. And so I, I think these kinds of, of real uh, information sharing sessions you know, can allow you to then come up with a set of, you know, draft, uh, I don't know what, you know, it could be controls, it could be a new set of procedures, it could be changing some things in a policy, whatever they are, I think the best way to do it is to essentially, even if they are not people who have to approve technically what you're doing, I think if you let those folks know that they've been heard and that your draft proposition of the change that you want to make uh, incorporates what they've told you and that you give the specific ways in which you've considered what, what they've said and maybe you've tweaked what you were planning to do based on that. I think that's, at the end of the day, it's still an advocacy position. I mean, I think if you are really good at this and you want to get everybody behind it, um, you have to let them know that they helped inform uh, what you're doing. I, I, I'm big on being out there and talking about uh, changing the, you know, perception of compliance people from being hall monitors, you know, people who just tell you no, people who you want to try to get around, um, to being true partners of the business. And I think in some ways, uh, you know, people view both legal and compliance as, as necessary evils. And that's not always the case. I mean, I, I really believe that uh, great compliance people are true partners of the business. We have creativity and flexibility that the legal team doesn't always have. Um, and we can utilize that to align ourselves with business goals in a way that the business team can understand. So Valeria, I also have a podcast on leadership and probably the most consistent thing that I talk about in that podcast and I've read about in terms of business leadership is listening. And it seems to me that uh, you just tied that directly to how a CCO or a compliance professional can uh, better align themselves with a business goal. It's to listen to your internal customers. No, I think that's I think that's exactly right. And I I, I am just a big big fan of a team effort. I, I don't think compliance can be done in a vacuum. I think even more so, you know, than the than the legal team understanding the goals of the business. I, I don't think that you can put in place the right gates, the right, uh, you know, there's, there's an art to looking at the flow of a business and placing controls um, in, in those specific spots. There's an art to that. And I, I really believe that if you are able to listen 
and you are able to process other uh, other people's goals alongside your own and then sort of marry marry those concepts together in something that works for everybody and everybody can push for it's it's been very interesting for me to see the people who do this um effectively i i have a unique ability to to work with everybody from sort of mid-market all the way up to the largest companies in the world um, and see how people are doing this. And they, they talk with me about their programs and they also talk with me about how they got their buy-in, how they, you know, showed value to, you know, whether it's an audit committee or whether it's a board, um, you know, getting that support all the way from the top. I mean, it comes from doing the exercise of, of listening, uh, crunching ideas putting it back out there in a way that people can support and then showing the results. I think, I think that reporting also kind of sounds horrible. It's a word that I think almost sounds, I don't know, like some kind of mundane exercise that you have to get stuck going through. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, good reporting, especially if you have access to, to good technology that can produce good reports, you can really see what's going on. And if something isn't really working, you can tweak it and make a change. I, I think you know, we don't have to wait until a year later to do that. I think that more and more uh, the compliance team is acting in a dynamic way, uh, responding to business needs and how the risk assessment changes based on the business um, in real time. And I, I just, I really, I love what I'm doing now because I get an opportunity to see so many different organizations uh, who do it well and, and those who are maybe not doing it so well, but, but on a path to doing it better. Um, so it's been a really interesting uh, experience for me to kind of even more so than when I was an outside counsel, because I think at that point, you know, you're working on some very active investigation where you're underwater with it for, you know, a year or two sometimes. Whereas with this, you know, I have under over 100 clients and I get to understand uh, the logistics of, of how they're operating on a day to day basis. It's, it's just a real uh, <laughs> pleasure for a compliance nerd like I am. So, Valerie, that really leads me into the last area I wanted to explore which, with you, which you, once again you alluded to. In your position, um, what do you see as uh, the ability to really understand or how do you determine which individuals and which companies are supporting true innovation and compliance? Well, I, I mean, I think it's it's not totally different from what I was just saying. It's I, I see people who come into new jobs, especially. Um, sometimes it's a result of a promotion internally. Sometimes it's a result of, uh, you know, somebody taking a new position in a new organization. Um, I think there's a little uh, fire siren outside. Um, but long and short is we, we do see a lot of true leaders uh, in the compliance space. And we are coming up with a good way to recognize those folks. Um, GAN Integrity is going to be launching our Compliance Hero uh, Award, which is a recognition for excellence in vision and execution in the compliance uh, field. And so that's something we're going to be unveiling in November to really kind of highlight um, at least one client per year um, that for us kind of embodies uh, the leadership uh, and vision uh, that we think makes makes people top of their game. Well, Valerie, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I've been visiting today with Valerie Charles, the Chief Strategy Officer at GAN Integrity. Valerie, thank you for taking the time to visit with me. Thanks, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you have enjoyed this five-part series 
that has been sponsored by GAN Integrity on how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency. I found it certainly been interesting, lots of great insights and information that you can utilize in your compliance program going forward. For more information on GAN Integrity, check out their website, www.ganintegrity.com. This special five-part series on how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.